Well, as you know, hopefully tomorrow is time to vote in the civic elections. No matter where you live, the polls will be open throughout the day until 8 p.m. That's when special coverage will start right here on CKNW. You will get all of the votes that are coming in as they are coming in and all of the results just as soon as they are available. That is in cooperation with our friends over at Global News. You'll also hear Jazz Joe Hall as part of our full election coverage. So you'll want to keep it locked right here for all of the results of the civic election tomorrow night. Speaking of that civic election, and we've discussed this on the program before as well. What about the system specifically in Vancouver? If you've already voted in the advance poll, you know it is a lengthy ballot. It is quite long with a lot of different names. And yes, the parties, the the candidates that are affiliated with the party, the party name is also printed on the ballot. But it can be a bit overwhelming if you haven't really looked at who's running and taken the time. And it can take a long time to figure that out. So with so much research into the candidates and parties, would a ward system in Vancouver be the way to go. CKNW contributor Eric Chapman takes a look. Tomorrow is election day. Vote for Pedro. Finally. Vote for Pedro. So get out and vote. Well, they would take a vote. But the current at-large system we have in Vancouver has you looking at a meter-long ballot with enough names to fill BC Place. I am Manrico de la Rosa. I believe animals are as important as people. And if elected, I will fight for them as if they are my own children. It's very frustrating. But there may not be a better way, but a different way we could hold elections. You elected? No. I got nominated real good. I talked to political scientist Professor Dr. Richard Johnston about the ward system. And before you ask, Vancouver, of course, is the only major city in Canada that does not use a ward system for some reason. And we had a vote to change it in 2004. You know, I'm a voter. But the votes went to stay at the at-large system by only a few thousand votes, though. The belief was, and it's largely justified, that the higher turnout in the richer uh, and more settled parts of the city enable a working plurality to dominate the whole city by uh, having uh, their votes counted citywide. Right. If you if you divided Vancouver up into wards, then um, the council members from the east side would really be from the east side and would articulate the interest of the east side. The council members from the west side would articulate the interest of the west side, and and you'd work out these conflicts in the council itself. In effect, we invite all the voters of Vancouver to try and decide for the city as a whole. And it can come down to whether turnout is higher on one side or the other. Um, and, and indeed, that's kind of what we're seeing right now. We're, we're kind of seeing a battle between the east and the west sides, in, in a manner of speaking. On election day, ask your vote for a proven leader. Now, last election in 2018 saw 39% voter turnout. With 176,744 ballots cast, that's down 43% from the 2014 election. So would this ward system that seems to be a little more simplified encourage people to get out and be more politically active and actually vote? Well, I didn't vote for you. We don't really know. Okay? No, of course, of course. But, but it, it could in the following sense, that it would change the basis of campaigning quite fundamentally and probably in subtle ways alter 
the role of money. So if, uh, um, if you only have to campaign, if, if, if candidates for council in particular, obviously this does not apply to the mayor, right? That's a, that's going to be citywide right. regardless. Yes. Uh, but if, if, if a, a candidate for council can concentrate the, particularly the doorstep part of the campaign on a circumscribed part of the city, that's in a sense going to make it possible for a given budget to have a more intense campaign. As things stand right now, yeah. you know, wh- where does Christine Boyle campaign? Where does, you know, where does uh, G- Genova campaign? They're sort of, they, 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 they kind of know where their support is maybe, but it's not, you know, there's no boundary drawn around it. So yeah. in, uh, with, with, with city council elected by wards, you'd have a greater concentration on uh, a, a local campaign. Now, the flip side of that is, and one of the reasons, one of the arguments made against the uh, proposal to change to a ward system, uh, this is the Berger Commission and all that, that one of the arguments against changing that was that it would produce a more locally focused, as opposed to taking into account the interests of the city as a whole. And that argument seemed to go down with voters. And, and it's true that if you think about what's going on in this current campaign, there's a sense in which it's a citywide debate about its future, right? What, how, do, how do you achieve affordability? Do you want to achieve affordability? What's the general role of neighborhoods versus the city as a whole? So there's a sense in which it's, a, it's a quite a coherent debate, and we may not have so coherent a debate if we had a ward system. Oh. On the other hand, not having a ward system means that um, if there's a surge towards a party, that party can sweep the field, right? Um, there's, there's no kind of local barriers to its growth. And that was the story with Vision. And for years, it was the story with the old NPA. I went and voted early, and I can tell you, be prepared. Have a look at the size of these things. Do an arm workout before you go. The ballot is a meter long, and the paper cut could take someone's finger right off. So be careful. <laughs> but would a ward system simplify the voting research and process that we have had to suffer through? Absolutely it would. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't necessarily prevent the proliferation of candidates. Right. The candidates would be within districts. So you might actually have more candidates, but you wouldn't have to make so many choices between board and school board and council. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. And my last question would be, how would we determine the boundaries and where the wards would be? Is, is, there, a, is, is there a way, a formula to figure that out? It's not, it's not rocket science, basically. I mean, what you'd want to do, ideally... Well, take it easy, version, I'm not the smartest guy, Doc, so still take well, but it easy you do a version. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we do it already, right? Okay, yes. we, every, every 10 years, we redistribute the boundaries of the federal ridings in British Columbia. Yeah. We do roughly the same for the provincial ridings in British Columbia. That's essentially a software problem. I mean, it has political implications, but we do it every 10 years. And, uh, you know, we, we have, a, a judge is appointed to chair it and other people are co-opted to serve on it and they, will, they can have some public hearings so that people can complain about the boundaries uh, and you can take the complaints into account or not. But ultimately, you come up with a map. And uh, I would think that dividing Vancouver up into 10 districts is, in principle, no harder 
uh, than for provincial elections. Well, or for that matter, you could use the provincial boundaries if it came oh, to that, you know. I know Vancouver likes to do things that are different. We're the only major city in Canada with a park board. We're the only major city in Canada that doesn't use a ward system. But after this election and the sea of candidates and parties and overload of information that makes us all tired and want to give up and not even vote. It's over, Jenny. It's over! Maybe the city will reapproach and have another look at the ward system. You know, I'm a voter. Aren't you supposed to lie to me and kiss my butt? <laughs>